Hey guys, welcome to the Phoenix Tent today. This is the Sovereign Phoenix here bringing you another topic for today, which is toxic friendships. Now, in our last podcast, we talked about really what it was like to have codependency in a relationship with someone. This time around, I want to kind of delve a little bit more into the toxicity of friendships. And the reason I want to bring this up is because um, when you're going through your spiritual awakening, a lot of people uh, have been experiencing the whole idea of having to let people go for their highest self or for their highest well-being, we can say. Um, So I really wanted today to really discuss, you know, for me, what I've had to go through as well as you know, the different types of toxic relationships that I've experienced or that I've seen, as well as ways to kind of move forward from those or, you know, to really heal those relationships. So if that's something that you are interested in hearing about today, or if you have a question about somebody around you, maybe this is the podcast for you. So let me get into it. So first thing I want to do before I really get into the nitty gritty about stories and such is to name off the different kinds of, well, I won't say the different kinds. I want to discuss with you why this subject really um, is something that's close to me. Um, when it came to my friendships, um, I was the type of person in the past that held on to my friends. I was very loyal, loyal to a fault. I was loyal to people in the past that, for one, definitely weren't loyal to me. But I was sticking around with people a lot of the time for the length of time we'd been friends. Well, I was sick with people because of the way we met or the good times that we had in our friendship and really not wanting to lose that. And I think in doing so, a lot of the time when you're doing that, you're really doing yourself a disservice because, you know, sometimes friendships are only meant to be a season. That's not to say that all friendships are like that. There are good friendships that will last you a lifetime. There are good friendships that will last you for a long time. And there are friendships that aren't meant to go past a certain amount of time. Sometimes they expire, you know, and a lot of the time friendships expire because, you know, people end up on two different pages on where they're going in life, what they want from life. And instead of being able to address that, a lot of the time it comes out in the form of something toxic, um, like toxic behaviors and such. So what really got me thinking about toxic friendships was, you know, there was a night about two years ago, I was supposed to go hang out with a friend of mine. We were supposed to go do something at night. I want to say that we were supposed to go out to like the club or something. But either way, we were supposed to go hang out at night. And my husband at the time, uh, ended up kind of iterating to me that they didn't really feel comfortable with it, that I should really, really think about it. And, you know, I'm at that time was like, 
I knew how controlling he was. So I kind of was like, I disregarded it because I was like, well, I've known my friend for a long time. So it's not like I didn't trust that this person would have my best interest. I didn't see at that time that this person wouldn't have my best interest. I always felt that, you know, that's like, I don't got to question this person. Okay. So, before that night happened, I decided to kind of take a nap so I could be ready to go at night. I wanted to make sure that I was fully awake for whatever we was about to do, the festivities or whatever. So, like I said, I took a nap. I fell asleep to this person on YouTube. If you ever want to look for him, his name is Truthunveil777. He's actually a really, really good he he tell it straight. I really like him. But you got to be ready for truth when it comes to him. But either way, um, I had fell asleep listening to him talking about the Bible. And I always love listening to like his, his input and stuff because he puts a lot of things into perspective. Um, I fell asleep listening to that. And when I woke up, it was a completely different channel. And it was... Um, it was another channel reading the Apocrypha. Now, if you don't know what the Apocrypha is, the Apocrypha is um, stories of the Bible in which they were removed after like the 1611 version of the King James version of the Bible. So this is the kind of like removed stories from the Bible. So if you go look up your Bible now, if it's made after a certain amount of time, it's not even going to have it in there. But... If you know what the Apocrypha is, then you probably know this chapter. So they were reading over this chapter. It was called Ecclesiasticus. Don't get it confused with Ecclesiastes. This is Ecclesiasticus. And they were reading over it because they were talking about friendships. Okay. Now, it what really caught my attention is because prior to... You know, this video I had already in my, I was in my head about, should I be concerned about this particular friend? Because, you know, there were certain things that I was starting to see in this friendship that I wasn't vibing with. But, you know, having my husband at the time mention uh, what he said to me, it got in my head. So I was in my head about it. And I'm like, hmm, I'm wondering if I really should go out. I woke up and then this Bible verse, or not this Bible, this they're on there talking from the Apocrypha about friendships. So I'm sitting there like, okay, maybe I need to listen to this because for me to wake up to it, that's the way Yahweh connects with me sometimes is in my subconscious when I'm like just waking up because I haven't had the time for my ego to catch up. So it's like, it's the most unfiltered way for me to pick up information, you know? So let me read to you this verse and I want to see exactly what you think on it or I want you to think about what I'm saying at least so the first part of it that I'm going to read here is if thou wouldest get a friend prove him first and be not hasty to credit him okay now that's verse 7 or Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 7 so what I take from that is you can't call everybody your friend. 
you can't sit there and say somebody is your friend based on the fact that you've known them for a long time. You can't sit there and say somebody is your friend because they were loyal to you in the past. You can't say somebody is your friend because of any other reason except the fact that they're really showing you that they're truly your friend. This has to be on a consistent basis. This isn't something along the lines of, oh, in the past, I was loyal to you, so you should trust me for the rest of your life. Because people fall away, people change up, and people's energies begin to move forward in a different way from yours. And when people aren't in alignment, sometimes, you know, you find that you can't trust people. And it just comes from the idea of this person may be in a different mindset than you. They may see things different than you. So in this particular uh, verse, I really took it as a real friend is tried and true. That means over time that you see consistently that this person is your friend. That doesn't mean that they showed you one time because, like I said, people change. You know, you see consistency in your friendship with this person. And you see honesty in this person. This person proves to you. Now, let's not sit there and say that this person has to work to get your proof or work to prove to you that they're your friend. I'm saying that their actions speak louder than their words. You're able to see it. You're able to read that vibe off of them. You just know. So that comes with time. That doesn't come from face value. In the beginning, you shouldn't be calling anybody your friend. That's a developed relationship. You, it takes time for you to develop trust in people. It takes time for you to be able to develop uh, the way this person's mannerisms is, whether this person is somebody that you could take to your family. Is this somebody that you can hang out with? Is this somebody that, you know, if shit hit the fan, this person's going to be there for you? You know, that takes time because you have to see this person in different scenarios to see if this person's truly your friend or not. And some people may be there for you in a certain kind of way, but not there for you in other kinds of ways. So that's why with that particular verse, I thought that that was a really, really good verse to really get that started. So the next one I have here is sweet language will multiply friends and a fair speaking tongue will increase kind greetings. Be in peace with many, nevertheless, have but one counselor of a thousand. Okay? So, the way I interpret that is this. When it comes to certain people, if you're a spiritually awakened individual, nine times out of ten if you're on this podcast, you are. But... If you're a spiritually awakened individual, pay attention to the fact that when you are being your most honest, truthful self, notice that you don't really have a lot of people around you. You don't have a lot of people around you because they can't handle the truth that you give. They can't handle the fact that you're going to expect that truth in return because they're not really ready to be honest. Sometimes they're not even being honest with themselves. You know, they're out there playing off of their ego and they care about what people think of them so a lot of the time when you see people surrounded by a lot of people it's because that person is saying something that they want to hear 
But that does not always mean. That's not to sit there and say that every circumstance falls like that. But it's something to think about when you think about this person has a lot of friends. You have to question that because you know honest people, people who are straight up, usually don't have a lot of friends. Now, like I said, that's not passing judgment. So don't think if you have a lot of friends around you that you're not being your authentic self. But just think about... Do you ever have to not be yourself around somebody? Do you ever feel like you can't be a complete honest person with this person because you feel like this person's going to get angry with you? Do you feel like you can't be honest with this person because this person doesn't understand where you're coming from? You know, things like that are things to think about when it comes to your friendships because um, that means that you're not really standing in your true self when you are you know, in your friendships because you're more willing to keep that person around than to face the facts of the situation. If you can't be honest with your friends and you can't live as your complete self, who you are in the dark, in the light, you can't be the same person at all times, like remain true to yourself because this person is not going to get it. This person is going to move a certain type of way. If you are honest with yourself, that's not your friend. That's an association. <laughs> The second half of that that I just read, where it says, be in peace with many, nevertheless have but one counselor of a thousand. I think that really comes to the idea of you really can't trust everybody. A person that's really in their authentic energy, again, is not going to have a lot of people around them. They're not going to trust everybody with their life. They're not going to trust everybody with their vulnerability and their honesty. That person is only going to want to be around people that they know is going to meet them halfway. They know that this person is a good person. They know that they can trust this person, that they don't have to be fake with this person. You know, when it comes to that for me, when I think about that verse, I think about that counselor of a thousand. I'm my own counselor. I have people that I do consider friends and I have people that I consider associates. But when it comes to who I'm drawing my opinions from, I draw my opinions from myself. I draw my opinions and the way that I decide to conduct my life for myself and my spiritual team because they guide me sometimes. They guide me all the time when I'm talking about. But I'll never go out there asking another person for something in regards to how I should make decisions. It's one thing if you're asking somebody for knowledge on a situation that helps you make a decision. It's another thing if you're asking someone to help you make that decision. You know, I'm the type of person that feels like you should kind of move in a more shrewd way. You know, that's not to sit there and say that you can't be honest with your friends. But until this person is tried and true, can you really trust them? That's not really to put doubt in people. It's really to make you think about the people you have around you. Okay. The next one I have here. It says... For some man, it's for his own occasion. It will not abide in the day of thy trouble. And there is a friend who being in an enmity 
and strife will discover thy reproach. Again, some friend is a companion at the table and will not continue in the day of thy affliction. Whew. That right there speaks a whole bunch of volumes, okay? The first one I really want to start off with when it comes to that is the fact that this really goes into the fact that some people are really there with their own agenda. Some people are only friends with you because of what you can give them. Some people are only friends with you when you are doing well for yourself, but you cannot find them when you are struggling. Sometimes people only around you, like I said, when they can get something from you. Is that a real friend of you? You know, so I really thought when I heard that, I was like, wow. It really made me think because a lot of the time I noticed that within people around me and it saddened me because I was like, I was keeping these people around because of the length of time we've been friends. Or I was keeping these people around because of my loyalty towards them because I didn't want to fold. I didn't want to be fake. I didn't want to cut people off that eventually down the line I might want to be friends with or it may just be a misunderstanding or this person may be just going through things at the time but a bad friend is a bad friend you know and that's not to sit there and say that people don't go through things but you know it's whether you and that person are on them kind of terms that that's even okay for you to be able to deal with the issues that they give you because I don't feel that having a difficult life or having difficult things going on in your life gives you the excuse or gives you the pass to be a bad friend to somebody, especially when your friend is being a good friend to you. So I think that that's a major one for me. And I really had to address that within myself and the friendships that I have around me because I realized that when it came to my friendships, I was very much a cardinal energy. And that really just means that I was the type of person that facilitated the friendships and I was the one that kept the friendships going. But if I decided I didn't want to keep that friendship going, like I needed to take time to myself, I wouldn't hear from people. They wouldn't try to find out if something's going on with me. They wouldn't really try to figure out if I need help in a situation. They don't question why I'm absent. They'll just, you know, fall off the face of the earth. And then I'll reach out to that person because I'm like, okay, I ain't heard from this person in a long time. And I realized that I was the one that was keeping this going. But had I not done that, the friendship would have fell away. So that's something to really take into account. Are you the person like that always has to facilitate contact with your friend? When you want to plan things out, are you the one that always make plans? Are you the one that always call your friend first? Are you the one that always text your friend first? Do they ever reach out to you? And that's not to sit there and say that you're always the first person and you guys communicate a lot. You know, you guys don't go like 20 minutes without texting each other. That's different. But if you're the type of person that you talk to your friend maybe every couple weeks at most... Or you talk to your friend every few days, however the case may be. And if you don't make that contact, you don't speak to that person for an even longer time because that person doesn't even come back to make sure you're good. It's time to question that because the reciprocity is lacking. I think for me, lately, 
I've been learning that I needed to start taking on a more mutable energy when it comes to friendships because that mutable energy means, for one, I'm matching that person's energy. Now, I'm usually not the type that like to match people's energy. I'm usually the type that if I got to match your energy, I'm going to cut you off. But I like to give people the opportunity to speak up or show up for themselves first before I decide to just jump to that immediate conclusion of, all right, I'm cutting you off. When I step into my mutable energy, I take on the energy of, all right, I'm going to give this person the opportunity to meet me halfway. I'm going to give this person the opportunity to put in the same effort that I put in. You know, because a lot of the time, if you are truly friends with that person, that person's going to notice your absence. They're going to be like, okay, why haven't I heard from this person? Why you ain't calling me? What's going on? That person's going to notice your absence. They're probably going to feel a certain type of way because I'm like, okay, why I ain't hear from you? You got a problem? And I think that, for one, that's the real true sign of a friendship because that person's like, okay, I noticed something different about you. All right, let's address this. Now, it's not to sit there and say that everybody is like that, but that's a real surefire sign way of knowing that this person is truly concerned about your friendship because they they speak on it. They, they, they notice changes and they are willing to address it because they're like, okay, you know what, something's not right here. Okay. I feel like for me, a lot of the time when it comes to my friendships as well, that I really just see the best in people. I try to see the best in people. You know, my heart is big, you know, and I just been learning, just like I said, to just see people for what they offer you, see people for who they really are. You know, so yeah, the next thing I wanted to kind of get into when it came into these friendships, I got to turn the page because I was writing notes down because I had a lot. I'm going to get into the types of toxic friendships that you may be encountering. Okay. Now, I humbled myself when I was reading this myself because I was reading over some different things that I had wrote down and I was like, wow, that's kind of humbling because I'm sitting there expecting this out of other people and these are certain traits that I carry too sometimes. And it's made me really consider how I treat my friends and what I want for my friends as well as what I'm asking them for. You know, it's really good to be able to humble yourself every once in a while so you can be honest about where you're coming from. So the first person or the first type of toxic friendship that I have here is the flake. Okay. This person is only around you when things are good. But if things are not good, if things require for them to put more energy into the friendship, this person, you cannot find them. Okay. That's not your friend. Okay. That person... That person wants to be your friend. That person, to some extent, they 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 care about you, but they only care about you when they're thinking about you. They only care about you when you are, like, offering something to them. You know, they only care about you for a time being, but then when they get back into their life, they forget all about you. 
You know, this person may be the type of person as well that loves to make plans with you and then cancel them last minute. Or they never fall through. Or they never come through. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the flake was one. You know, this person may flake when it comes to communication. They may be not, like, they don't respond to you. Or they may not be the type of person that call you. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to call you back and never do. Um... You know, lack of reciprocity is another thing, too. This person will, like, if you're texting this person, this person will not even take the time out to respond to you. Or you may be there for them in certain situations again. And then when it comes down to a time where, okay, hey, I need my friend today, you can't find this person. You know? Another thing I've been realizing when it comes to the flake uh, type of stereotype or archetype is uh, they may also lack vulnerability. You may find sometimes that you are completely open and honest with your friend about where you are in life and what you need out of life. And that person may not meet you in that same way. They're completely not being honest about where they are in life. They're not meeting you with that equal reciprocity I guess in that say they refuse to be um completely vulnerable with you in return and I think that's a surefire way of knowing that you kind of have like a toxic friendship because it's not really balanced out so the next one I have here is the competitor who now this one I've encountered a lot of (laughs) Um, this one is the type of friendship that will want to see you do good, but they don't want to see you do good if it means that you're doing better than them. (laughs) You probably already know somebody like that. (laughs) But yeah, so the competitor type of friendship, a lot of the time is the type of friendship or the type of person that when they see you doing better than them, they're either going to get jealous, they're going to start acting funny towards you, or they may sabotage your friendship or your opportunities. You know, the competitor type of friend, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if that's the type of friendship that you can ever repair. Because when it comes to the, the competitor type a lot of the time, that's something within themselves that they need to heal. That's something that has to do with their lack of self-esteem, that they don't feel that they can do what you're doing. So instead of really trying to do what you're doing, they're the type that's going to sabotage it. They're the type, though, as well, that will smile in your face and tell you that they're happy for you when they really don't mean it. You know, next thing you know, you don't sat there and told this person that you were getting ready to open a t-shirt business and now this person's running or opening a t-shirt business and they went out there and got better equipment than you did. And you're like, didn't I just tell this person last week that I was getting ready to go buy equipment for a t-shirt business? Why would this person do that? That's because you told them. This person didn't like that. They, 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 They thought that you had a good ass idea. And they took your idea because they were competing against you because they didn't want to see you do better than them. So if you got a friend like that, I'm sorry. 
when it comes to that, that's an automatic cutoff for me. I can't do it. I don't want nobody around me that's competing against me. I don't feel like that's ever going to be a trustworthy type of friend. You know, that person comes across to me as more of a narcissistic energy. Um, and I'm waiting to hear about a recovering narcissist. <laughs> All right. So the next one I have here is the user. Again, the user is the only type. It's the person that's like only around for what you give them. This person, nine times out of ten, is a narcissist as well. Okay. This person is the type of person that, oh, you giving them money. You, they can borrow money from you. They're going to be around you. You offering them food. They're going to be around you. If you want to go out to the movies and you always pay, this person is going to want to be around you. If you're the type of person that's always in a positive energy when they're in a negative energy, they're always got something negative going on and they call you when they got something negative and you always feel like you're giving this person advice, that's a user. The reason that person's a user is because they're taking energy from you. This person's an energy vampire. This person doesn't always have to be taking things from you physically. This person can be taking things from you in a mental sense or a spiritual sense as well. People get highs off of being around other people. Not everybody. Some people do get drained by being other people, by being around other people. But some people, when they have a hard time dealing with themselves and they have to address their own wounds within, they have a hard time doing that. So they call other people to help them get through things because they can't deal with things on their own. They need your energy to get through it. That's a user. And having people like that around, that's the automatic toxic energy. You can't, I'm not going to say that that's not the type of person that can be healed because a lot of the time when people realize that that's how they are, they do try to work on it. Nobody I feel wants to be somebody that is needy. Okay, so when it comes to those relationships, you just kind of have to tread carefully when it comes to those people. I think that providing distance in those kind of friendships are really the best way to go about those. Just for the simple fact of this person's going to be draining to you in whatever form or fashion that they're taking from you. And they're going to be draining to you until you don't have any more. And then nine times out of 10, when you don't have no more, that person's going to disappear because you're not offering them something anymore. If you feel like you want to stand up to this person, this person's going to fall back and feel like that they're a victim. They're nine times out of 10 going to get into a victim mentality because you pulled your energy back. So yeah, that's the user. The next one I have here is the controller. This person... It's the type of person that's like, oh, you can only be my friend. You can't have other best friends. Or if you go out there and you try to find a job, this person gets upset because you're not spending time with them. Or if you're the type of person that goes and gets a boyfriend, this person's automatically jealous of your friendship and feels like you don't spend time with them no more. That is a user. Sorry, a controller. This person may be the type of person that you know, whenever it comes to you guys being in the same room and having time together, friendship with eyes, you know, this person is the type of person that like, whenever you tell them 
that you are getting ready to do something that makes you feel excited, this person's going to try to talk you out of it. They're going to try to talk you out of it because, again, it comes back to it comes back to the competitor with me when it comes to that. This person want to see you good, do good, but they don't want to see you do good without them. They feel like you're going to leave them behind. You know, that's ultimately, I feel, what the controller's agenda is. Is really, they don't want to lose you. So they're going to keep you stuck. So you won't go nowhere. Because if you go somewhere, then they are left to deal with their own emotions and their own feelings on certain things. They're left to the unknown that they don't really want to deal with. They have to face themselves. So a lot of the time when you're dealing with a competitor or sorry, wow. When you're dealing with a controller type, those are the type of people nine times out of ten, you got to step away from. You got to pull back from that energy. Because those are the type of people that will sabotage opportunities for you. Those are the type of people that you really can't trust when it comes to, you know, really giving this person, like, if you're telling them, like, you want to be vulnerable about something, like, you're telling this person, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I just applied for this particular CNA job. I really think that it's going to be a good job for me because they offer this much money. This person is going to be the type in response to say, well, I heard that they fire people left and right. I heard that they bought the clothes. So you really should be considering if you want to go there or not. I mean, I wouldn't go there, but it's up to you. That's the controller. That person just placed doubt on you. And the reason they placed doubt on you is because they saw that you were about to do something better than them and they didn't like it. It has nothing to do with your well-being. It has everything to do with, let me say something to this person because I see that this person's about to leave me behind. That's narcissistic energy. All right, so the next one I have here is the bad influence. A lot of us have had that one friend that once you start trying to grow up, this person still wants to go out and drink. This person still, like, you trying to go to work the next day. This person want to hang out late at night like you don't got to work in four hours. You know, so I won't say four hours, but you get what I mean. Like, this person doesn't have no type of concern for your well-being. They only care about having fun. They only care about... um They only care about themselves. This is what I'm getting at. A lot of this, when it comes to these friendships, a lot of it always comes back to the person that you're dealing with not having enough faith and having enough self-esteem within themselves to say that this is the issue with me and I need to heal this. The bad influence is, like I said, the type that likes to drink, but that's not always the bad influence. Sometimes the bad influence is the person that when you have like a girlfriend or something like that, this person's the type of person that's like, oh yeah, come hang out with me. I got, I'm going to have some male friends over there. Oh, this person really likes you. You should try to talk to them. Honey, I got a boyfriend. What do you mean? You know, that's the type of friend that's a bad influence and that person a lot of the time 
like I said, they don't have no concern for the things that you want for yourself. They only are interested in just having fun. A lot of the time, they don't realize that they carry around a negative-ass energy within them because all they see is they want to have fun. But that person's very shallow, and that person is a person that's running from something in their life a lot of the time. You know? So, they want to keep people around them that... We'll be in that same energy because misery loves company. You know? So, yeah, the bad influence. I've had bad influence types. Believe me, I had one last year that was really particularly toxic as fuck. And it's like when I tried to remove myself from that friendship, it was like removing myself from McAfee, okay? If you know how McAfee is, McAfee is the type that... Okay, when you try to take it off your computer, it's so rooted and spiderwebbed into all of your programs that you have to have it removed professionally because it's not something that you could just delete. It's something that is like, damn, every time I turn around, this shit is still here. So (laughs) that's the bad influence type I had friendship-wise last year. I had the person that I tried to cut off and this person didn't want to go. So this person tried to make my life hard for me. This person was like, damn, every time I turn around, this person's at my door. I'm seeing this person while I'm out. I'm finding statuses about me on Facebook. And it's like, damn, I just moved on. Leave me alone. Can't handle rejection. Should I have a hard time with rejection too, but I accept it. So either way, yeah, that was the bad influence type. So the next one I have here is the jokester. Now the jokester is a little bit more difficult to pinpoint because a lot of the time, if you're a type of person who has like a sarcastic sense of humor and such, you know, you usually can roll with the punches. But, you know, you have to really sometimes dissect what is really under the radar when it comes to the jokester type of friendship because the jokester type of friendship a lot of the time is a person that's joking with you because like they're saying things to you and the things that they're saying to you aren't really that nice they never really have anything good to say about you like if you put them in a place of discomfort or if you put them in a place of feeling like they're less than you know, that person's automatic response is to say something rude or nasty to you. You know, this person may give you backhanded compliments. Like, you go and put on your best outfit and you look real good. And this person's like, oh, yeah, you look real nice. And then as soon as you turn your back and you move forward, this person is either in their head or they whisper that that's the ugliest fucking shit they've ever seen. You've seen Mean Girls. You remember Regina George? You remember how she was the type that was like in that girl's face telling her that she had a cute skirt? As soon as the girl walked away, it was the first thing she said. That's the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. Those are the jokester types, okay? Now, that's not the only way. A lot of time, people who are the jokester type are the type that will pick on you for things that you feel self-conscious about. You know, you may have already discussed with this person that you really don't care for that kind of joking and that person will still do it anyway because they feel like you should be able to lighten up a little. You don't have to lighten up if something, if you don't vibe with something, then, you know, be honest about that. And if that person can't respect it, then that person needs to move out your way. 
but I don't tolerate that shit. If if you if you insult me to a point that when I get off the phone with you or I'm talking to you in person and I feel like that you really coming for me, you know, with me being a Capricorn, I'm the type of person I'm gonna put you in your fucking place. I can handle myself verbally. I can handle myself physically. But these type of friends, they do it under the radar. And a lot of the time when you when 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 that person is joking around with you, they're like I said, they're joking around with you about things that you're self-conscious about. They joke around with things uh that that degrade you. And they're often really rude jokes. And that if somebody on the outside heard those jokes, they'd be like, oh, is that really your friend? A lot of the time, you really have to take into account how somebody on the outside is really seeing that perspective. Because when you are in that relationship or that friendship with that person, you are kind of biased to them. You know, but having somebody from an outside perspective see that friendship and kind of cringe at what that person just said to you really speaks volumes about what that person's really saying to you because it could be something underlying there that you're not seeing. That person may have a good way of putting up blinders when it comes to shit with you. So, yeah, that's the jokester type. I honestly, I don't really run across too many people like that. I have had one friend that was like that. And I just kind of fell back from them because I'm like, you know what? Every time we talk, you got something negative to fucking say about me. And that's like, you know, you got something negative to say about shit that I can't fucking change. So with that in mind, I'm going to just go ahead and pull it back because you don't really respect me. I don't like that. So the next one I have here is the two-faced friend. You already know what this kind of friend is. This is the type of person that smiles in your fucking face. And be talking shit behind your fucking back. You already know that's a toxic ass friend. Cut. That ain't even the kind of friend that, you know, no fucking way that you could be friends with somebody like that. Sorry. You can't trust them. I don't really think I really need to go into that one too deeply. You already know how that friend is. That should have been the first one. <laughs> but yeah, the two-faced friend. Hmm. Y'all can keep that over there. I feel like when it comes to these types of friendship that a lot of the time we stay in these friendships because we really just want people to care about us. We want somebody that's loyal to us. Sometimes we stay friends with people because of the length of time we've been friends. And sometimes we stay with people because, you know, you're afraid of how this person's going to react to the fact that you don't want to be friends with them anymore. You know, there's nobody worth staying friends with. I'm sorry. There's not one person that's worth staying friends with that makes you feel anything less than empowered. Your friends should make you feel like you're growing with them. You should be evolving in your friendships. If you're not evolving in your friendships, that means you're not moving forward at all. I don't want a relationship with anybody that I can't move forward in. So that's one of those things. Uh, if I feel like the friendship is not moving forward with where I'm going in life, I'm kind of stepping back to be your friend. That means I'm not being my authentic self because with that in mind, I have to kind of dim my light for this friendship. That's not worth it to me. It's I don't care how long we've been friends. I don't care how much love is between us. If I have to step back to be your friend, if I have to step down 
from being myself and where I'm going and I can't be honest with you as a friend then are we really friends will you define as a friendship I feel like a lot of the time a lot of people think that when it comes to friendships that it's not an issue when it comes to just walking away from them You know, there's certain people that have no problem walking away from friendships, but I feel like if you have no problem walking away from a true friendship, then you weren't really friends with that person in the first place. It's either that or you've already processed it for so long that by the time you walk away that you're completely okay with it because you've emotionally detached yourself. But I've dealt with these friendships as well, these toxic-ass friendships. And I can be honest with you, Before I humbled myself, I realized that there were certain things here that I even did. I'm not going to sit there and pretend that I would never be this kind of person. I think that everybody, if you're not being honest with yourself, then, I mean, what can you say? But I think that every person learns how to be a friend from being around other people. And under that condition and sometimes we can be toxic towards other people but it's really really good as a person to when you see things within yourself be willing to improve on that and tell your friends you know what in this particular situation I apologize to you because I wasn't I was being toxic in this situation and I don't want to be toxic towards you that's the sign of a true friend Somebody who can admit when they're wrong. Somebody who can admit, hey, you know what? When I wasn't knowledgeable in the situation, this is how I was moving. But now that I understand where I'm coming from or what I was doing here, can we start over? Can we work through this? That is a friend. Because when it comes to these toxic-ass friendships, people don't realize how detrimental it can be to your psyche. How... It can leave you with so many things to work on when it comes to your shadow work, how they can leave you with trust issues. It leaves you questioning your identity. It leaves you trusting or questioning whether you were the wrong or right person in that situation, whether this person, like they make you question yourself. And I'm I'm, I'm going to be straight with you. If I'm in a friendship relationship or anything where I feel like I have to question myself, because of something that you're not being 100% on, I'm going to cut you. Because that's manipulation. If I have to question myself or my self-worth, if I start having trust issues following something that happened between us, you got to go. You got to go because... You're not for me. You're not the type of person that is willing to see me grow. You're the type of person that's holding me back. Real friendships grow. Real friendships evolve. The ones that are there for a season, once you reach the end of that season, they start to become toxic or they start to become detrimental. A lot of the time, the red flags are there before the end of that relationship even happens. It's whether you're paying attention to them or if you're just really sitting there sitting things out because you feel like, like I said, you, you don't want to lose people or 
you know, the length of time you've been in a friendship with this person? Are you afraid that if you say something or if you tell this person you don't want to be friends with them, this person is going to go out there and tell your business? Fuck that person. If that person's going to tell your fucking business, let them. Because they're going to let they're going to make themselves look real fucking stupid doing so. The best thing you can do with people like that is just humble. Be humble. Don't say a fucking word. Let them fucking wear themselves the fuck out. As much as you want to be the type that's going to respond in that situation, let that person wear themselves out. Let them so let them run circles around themselves here. And you keep going on with your life and you keep doing better. Because nobody's worth taking that energy from you. So when it comes to really learning to like deal with relationships like that, if you're the type of person that has people like that around you, you're seeing those traits within people. If you find it fit, I always think that is good for me. Like when it comes to my friends, if I'm seeing something within them that I'm not really caring for, that I feel is toxic, I'm the type of person that I'm going to bring it to their attention because a lot of the time this person may display these traits, but they don't even realize that they're doing that. You know, a lot of the time it's a subconscious thing that they're not really like in their power to see that. You know, they may be blinded to the fact that they're doing that. A lot of people are able to see things in other people before they're able to see them in themselves. So I feel like if that's somebody that you really, really value as a friend, but you feel like the situation is becoming toxic, I think that you do owe it to yourself and you owe it to that friend to be like, hey, you know what? In this particular situation, I didn't really agree with how this was conducted. And I feel like we need to really work through this or I can't really continue this. I feel like that's a really good way of starting out that type of conversation with people because you give that person the opportunity to change. And if that person's willing to change, if that person's willing to address those issues with you, that's a real friend. If that person says, hey, you know what, I'm willing to address these issues with you. And then five months, four days, five weeks down the line, this person falls back into that same pattern. It's time to cut them because that's not something that they're going to be willing to change. That person may have only said what they would what you needed to hear at that particular time because you may have spotted it. But that's where for me, like a lot of the time when I've had issues with my relationships or my friendships, once I was able to bring it up to the person, a lot of the time they do heal that. They do work on that and they be thankful that you brought that to their attention. They don't like hearing it. Don't nobody want to hear that they're being toxic towards somebody. But they're thankful that you brought that to their attention because it gives you the opportunity to fix it. But not only that, it draws a matter of respect from that person because I'm like, okay, this person's being honest with me. This person's being true when it comes to our friendship. So let me work on that because this person brought this to my attention. Now I'm going to be straight with you. (coughs) If you bring something to my attention... And it's something that I noticed in you. I'm going to say it too. I'm going to be like, hey, well, you sitting there telling me this, but bum, 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 this is what's been going on here too. So let's just be honest on full cards on the table here. Let's just be straight up. (coughs) I'm sorry. (coughs) So that's one of the major ways that I like to deal with, you know, friendships. And when they start to become toxic, that's the first matter of doing uh, or changing things. 
another thing I do is I set boundaries with people and sometimes you have to reestablish your boundaries with people and sometimes you have to reevaluate your boundaries because as you evolve as a person, the boundaries that you have in the past with people won't apply in the same ways that they do now because as a new person, you have to kind of learn who you are in this new area or this new energy. And sometimes the way this person moved in the past isn't really vibing with you now. So you have to set those boundaries for where this friendship can really stand with you. I think that's another thing for me that I really like doing. I'm not the type that, oh, let me say like doing, but I'm not the type that really likes to set boundaries with my friends, but I know that it's something that's necessary. So it's something that I do anyway, and I let them know, hey, in this particular situation, I wasn't really comfortable with that. You kind of have to fall back from doing that because I'm not really feeling that, you know, or, you know, this person feels like they, they don't call you because they got so much going on in their life right now. And I'm like, I respect that. And I, I, and I'm really compassionate for your situation, you know, and I will give you some space to heal what you need to heal. But, you know, just remember as a friend with me and stuff like that, you can bring this to me and we can talk about it. I realize that some people feel like they need to be by themselves, but no man is an island. And when you have friends out there, you have to remember that. You don't abandon your friends. I don't think that's selfish to say. A lot of people think that that's going to be selfish. I don't think that it's really selfish to feel that way. I think that that's true honesty. Because being a friend with people means that sometimes that... When you're going through something, sometimes you just need to talk to that friend and be like, hey, you know what? This is what's going on. I really apologize. I'm not going to have a lot of time right now to really be dealing with things, but I just want to let you know that I'm doing okay. Just checking in on you. Boom. You don't talk to this person for another couple weeks. That's fine because at least that person lets you know, hey, I'm dealing with some things right now, but um, I'm going to be back around once a little bit of this is settled because I can't really focus on this right now. That's being open, honest, and transparent. So I really like that when it comes to friendships because, you know, that allows for you to, like I said, set boundaries. Obviously, if the people ain't really trying to follow through with that stuff, distance yourself. And if you feel like distancing yourself really ain't going to work because you're still feeling a certain type of way about the way this person's acting, just cut them off. Cutting people off is harder than you think. A lot of people think that, oh, my cutoff game is good. No, it took a lot for me to cut you off because I had to remove myself emotionally first. I had to think about the good times we had and realize that we may not have them again. That this relationship may fall back. This relationship may fall away. But if I have to distance myself from you, that's kind of a lot of the time like the indicator that we probably not about to be friends. So it's really up to you guys how you want to handle that. But I really wanted to just bring this forth because when it comes to my friendships, I've been really, really evaluating it, especially being in Scorpio season. Scorpio season is like the season of you having to address things within yourself and within your past that are unhealed. And I really value this because I was like, I I literally like this past week had issues with a friend of mine. And I'm sitting there talking to this friend, telling them what I think of them and how upset I am with them. And then I had to really sit there and be like, well, you know what? 
how can you be mad at this person when you're not doing this? You're not being like this. You know, I was getting upset with this person because of lack of reciprocity. But I didn't think about why this person wasn't reciprocating. What was I putting out to this person that made them feel like they had to pull back from me? And I had to really sit there and humble myself in that situation. You know, are we friends for a while? Who knows? That's something that we'll figure out over time. But it was a really, really good experience. And I felt like it was a good catalyst for me to do this podcast. Because as we grow to be more enlightened and more evolved spiritual beings, you will have to start cutting away from people that don't serve your highest good. And this is a good way, the things I explained here today, this is a good way to really be able to pinpoint exactly what those kind of friends are. And whether that's for you. And sometimes you don't even realize that that's what you're going through until somebody iterates it to you. So, yeah. So that's really going to be all for today because we are approaching an hour here. But I do appreciate the fact that you guys tuned in. And if you stayed this long, I'm really, really thankful. Um, I'm going to go ahead and send you guys blessings, love and light. Namaste.